You're listening to the podcast of Real Life Church. We love, we live, we relate. John had a, a prophetic uh, picture a fortnight ago, and she saw this rooster come and land on the rafters above our, our building here, and it crowed. And she felt that God was saying to that illustration that there's a new door that's happening. Yes. <laughs> on you. On you. <laughs> so <laughs> and I'm absolutely convinced that there is something amazing that we're on the cusp of. And sometimes I get apprehensive, sometimes I get nervous. I think, oh Lord, what on earth do we do? How do we do this right? How do we honor you? And then I have moments of confusion. Lord, I know what it is. I have an inclination. What is it you want me to do for us and in us and through us? How do we be honorable in that? And how do we come? How do I not lose part? Adversion of passion and the frustrations that come my way during the course of the week. I was speaking to a friend in, in Durban, this amazing Durban people, whether they're servants or not, they all talk surfing. And they were saying that don't cross When the wave comes in, in order for the wave to come in, the water needs to go back. And so the water goes back and things get exposed, and the further the water goes back, the more you think that things are moving away from you or whatever, the greater the way and the beauty and everything that's been coming after you. Sure. And I go, oh Lord, I'm ready for the way for your glory. Yeah. I, want, I want to see people healed and saved and set free, financially flush, full of love and joy of laughter. I want to be a, a community where we're not perfect and have all of our things together, but we're a happy, joyful group of people who love Jesus and want to change and transform our world yeah. above all else. And so I'm carrying on on a series of, of holiness, and it's probably good, this is part two of part one, um, <laughs> and then next week we'll do something else, we'll do part two. But as I talk of holiness, I wanted to remind us that God meets us in our far off places. God meets us in our barren places, He meets us in our desert places, He meets us when we want to get annoyed and Lord, where are you? Why are you forsaken? And God says, I've never forsaken you. Yeah. I'm always here with you. To remind us that holiness finds us, holiness pursues us. We don't pursue holiness. Holiness pursues us in the far off places, in the wilderness, in the, in the desert places of our lives, in the places and the areas where we feel lost and, and nervous and lonely. We don't have it all together. And W. Tozer says that revival we need is a revival of rebels. It's not a revival of numbers, it's not a revival of worship, it's not a revival of with all due respect, don't even revive the science, wonders, and miracles. It's a revival of the presence of God. And what He chooses to do with that is entirely up to Him. The Father God might choose a revival of the holiness, a revival of the rivers, a revival of just a community who love you 
and where everybody else who comes into that goes, oh my goodness. Our lack, our lack of sacredness, our lack of awareness, our lack of reverence. I think it's often a wall that's preventing us going through to the next thing. It's can't remind us of that hymn <laughs> that we sang a moment ago. A press pause, a quick thing. If you put your, your fingers into a plug, you'll have a reaction. Um, anybody cheers? To any touch two live wires, something will um, happen to you. And so that when I'm feeling the presence of God, sometimes I will have a, a shape or something. It's not because I've got Tourette's and um, I've had that copious amount, amount of, of Red Bull. And that's fine. Okay. As long as I have a total amount of Red Bull and I'm doing all sorts of things. I'm not too sure. Anyway. Um, the, I'm not sure if it's recording or not for our, our podcast. So, it's sorry. Not, it's not. Um, carry on, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> we, came, we came today. It's, 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 it's often the, the lack of, of, of um, sadness, of awareness, of reverence. And we feel, Lord, I, I want to break through that wall, so we just try harder. To perform better instead of just coming back across and say, God, it's all about you. And sometimes we feel out of God's plan. And sometimes we are out of God's plan. But we're never out of God's pursuit. Sometimes we feel out of God's path. And for some people, you are out of God's path, but you're never out of His presence. The holy begins when we come to a face to face encounter with the Lord. And sometimes, like we saw in worship a moment ago, we're going to carry on with worship just now. Sometimes it's a face to floor experience with God. Because holiness doesn't begin with you, holiness begins with Him. And although most believers believe in the holiness of God, only few live in and from the holiness of God. And there's a fundamental difference between believing or knowing of the holiness of God and living from and in the holiness of God. True worship should always lead us to this place of reverence for God. That's what worship is. And so again, this morning, I'm hoping that as I minister before we get into worship, my ministry, my message, sets the stage for worship so that our worship can become Father, our right to experience you, to know you, to love you, to engage with you in worship. It's not about stirring up emotional enthusiasm. The world, Justin Bieber and uh, who's with Ginger Hickard? Eddie Ed Sheeran. Eddie Sheeran. They can stir up emotionalism far better than we can. You know, I do things at their concerts that I don't do in church. You know what I mean? But it's not about stirring up the heart. It's not about emotional enthusiasm, it's about being face to floor in the holiness of God. As if God meets Moses at this bush, God reveals himself, the fullness of his holiness to Moses. And I believe that this encounter matters. I believe we have to have encounters that matter. The church should be a people of encounters. Yeah. More than anything else, 
You can have great worship and no encounters. You can have great food and no encounters. You can have great coffee and no encounters. Yeah. But I'd rather have a, an encounter and rip coffee. Sure. Well, almost. That's a good one. That's a stretch, bro. That's a stretch. That's a stretch. <laughs> but it's about encountering a person's I refuse to believe the notion that an encounter with God is just emotionalism. We encounter God before we come to know God. We cannot be a place or a people who replace encounters with doctrine. Doctrine matters, exclamation mark. But doctrine can only take you so far. We can be a people of theology. And theology matters, but theology can only take you so far. The definition of theology, the study of the nature of God and religious belief. Lots of people study God. You can study God in a secular university. It doesn't mean that you have an encounter with the God that you're studying. So Dr. Madison, theology matters, but an encounter with the Holy matters far more. Doctrine takes its place in working out and understanding what it is that we've experienced. It, it helps us understand the encounter. Why did I understand that? Why did I feel that? Why did I cry? Why did I feel joy in Why did Shimonet experience a, a miraculous healing a, a, a week or a fortnight ago? It's because God is God of healing. That's where theology and doctrine comes. To help us identify and know the experiences that we have. Friends, a group of us. Sat at the ministry of folk like Rob Rufus a couple of years ago, and we came to have an experience of the grace of Jesus. Before we had a theology of grace, we had an experience of grace. Very good. Imagine if we had set fire in our community, where people from all over were so raptured with the holiness of God that they just came here for an encounter. I want to meet yes, Jesus. Friends, yeah. if we can talk people into God, somebody can talk them out of God. Yeah. So it's not by wise and persuasive words, which is one of my favorite scriptures, because I'm neither wise nor persuasive. <laughs> but Father, it's not by wise and persuasive words, but it's by a demonstration. Yes. It's by an encounter. It's by the presence of God. Amen. That will change our community. Amen. And an encounter with God, and Candice mentioned this in the prayer an encounter with God will touch every aspect of you. You can't encounter God in a certain aspect of your life and not let it have an impact on every aspect of your life. An encounter with God will change the way you think, will change the way you behave, will change your belonging, will change your finances, will change your relationships, will change your attitude, will change your fear, will, 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 will help you live off your, 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 your feelings of overwhelming. Uh, it, it, it will allow you to be free and healed, body, mind, and soul. So as we work through scriptures in the next couple of months, I want to say it's an encounter, nothing else. Yeah, very good. We discovered that holiness is a calling. 
1 Peter 1 verse 16. For the scriptures say, you must be holy, because I am holy. 1 Thessalonians 4 7. God has called us to live holy lives. Ephesians 1 4. Even before he made the world, God loved us. And he chose us in Christ. Not in theology, not in behavior, not in performance. He chose us in Christ to be holy. So let's stay there. If you want to be holy, be in Christ. And without fault in His eyes. Not the eyes of the person next to you, yeah. or trying to be holy because the person next to you is like moaning at you. First, this is a big deal verse. Before God made the world, He loved us. He loved you. Before anything else, He loved you. He chose you in Christ to be holy. To be adopted into His family. That's what makes us one. We're not one because we like and do the similar things. That's just a byproduct of it. We won because we come from the same father. That makes us brothers and sisters and family. And the amazing thing is, how many of what gives God great pleasure? This is what gives God pleasure. Because it says, and he loved us. And he chose us to be adopted into his family. And this gave him great pleasure. God gives great pleasure when we are together. Thank you for listening. 